Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Hog Hoops Live. I'm your host, Curtis Wilkerson. You can find me alongside the squad over at Hog Sports, Trey Biddy, Danny West, Andrew Ellis. Wow, Arkansas won a basketball game last night. Eric Musselman had surgery. Keith Smart's taken over. We're going to talk about all of what's going on. It's a lot, and then we're going to get you geared up for a massive game this weekend in Baton Rouge. All that and more coming your way on Hog Hoops Live. All right, everybody, as always, want to quickly remind you of all the ways to watch or listen. You know the drill. You can join us on Facebook Live. Be sure to give us a follow there. Um, also available on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our YouTube page. Remember, Hog Hoops Live has its own separate YouTube page where we upload all these videos, podcasts after they're done. Also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you'd like to get your podcast, you can find us there. There's a lot going on this morning, people. I guess we should start with the semi-breaking news here. Let me pull up the release. Look, we knew that you know Eric Musselman's kind of been gutting it out, uh, you know, with the torn rotator cuff here for a few weeks. You could tell it was really bothering him. Uh, hey, he made the tough decision to go under the knife on Thursday morning to get it fixed. Sounds like it was a successful procedure, uh, but he's going to miss a little bit of time here. So from the university here. Yeah, University of Arkansas headman's basketball coach Eric Musselman had successful surgery to repair uh, rotator rotator cuff tendons in his left shoulder. Excuse me. Uh, It was a full tear of the supraspinatus tendon and partial tears of the infraspinatus and subscapularis. That's three of the four rotator cuff muscles there uh, for an anatomy lesson. Muss is expected to miss at least two games starting with the Razorbacks game at LSU this Saturday, January 15th. Assistant coach Keith Smart will serve as the interim in his absence. Um, got a quote there from Dr. Wesley K. Cox, who, who performed the procedure, uh, said that almost six weeks ago, Coach Musselman sustained a significant shoulder injury in practice after a collision with a player. MRI confirmed this shoulder had torn tendons that would require surgery. The goal was to use daily physical therapy and treatment as well as a steroid injection. Obviously, he was trying to delay uh, surgery to the end of the season if possible. Uh, None of those offered any significant improvement for coach, and at this time, surgery to repair the tears were necessary due to the amount of pain and instability he was experiencing and to mitigate the risk for significant complications in the future. Coach Musselman is expected to do very well and ultimately make a full recovery. Well, there you have it. No muss for a little while. I, I did get the opportunity to check in with Coach Muss, offered him some well wishes, uh, he, he hit me back right away and, and told me that he's already done and, and gone through two uh, games worth of offensive edits for LSU. So anybody surprised by that? The man literally doesn't sleep even when he's under anesthesia. It's crazy. Get well soon, coach. You know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see 
uh, now how this team responds at LSU this weekend. Don't get me wrong, Arkansas is in great hands with Keith Smart. We get to talk to him a little bit later today. Um, what a luxury to have a three-time NBA head coach to be able to hand the keys over to in situations like this. Uh, you know, now this group has got to respond to some adversity. Arkansas was without Musk for one game last year. If you recall, he was in COVID protocols. David Patrick was the associate head coach at the time. He stepped in, did a really nice job, and, and led Arkansas to win over Abilene Christian. A little bit different going on the road to take on a really good LSU team. We'll talk about it uh, a little bit later. But interesting stuff. Um, I, I do want to talk about the importance of last night, though, first. You know, man, part of the gig here is just remaining, you know, consistent regardless of how the team you're covering is performing. But I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. I've been looking forward to this particular show a hell of a lot more than I have the last few weeks. It's kind of been tough sledding for the Razorbacks. But last night I, I thought was a good night. You know, since the first exhibition game when, you know, Arkansas had a near loss to some Division II directional school in Oklahoma, we've kind of been saying the same things over and over and over again about this Razorback basketball team, right? Oh, they've got talent. They've shown flashes. Look at that spurt ability. Well, the new faces just have to gel and settle in and build chemistry, whatever, you name it. And for 15 games, we've kind of watched this Arkansas team underachieve, and it's, it's been frustrating. It has. And look, you know, beating the hell out of Missouri doesn't erase the damage that's kind of already been done here. And we'll talk about the path ahead in a bit, but listen, what took place last night was fun to watch. It was good to see, and you know it felt really good for Eric Musselman and those players. It's, it's kind of wild. You know, there have been some breaks around the holiday that factor into this, but it had been more than three weeks since Arkansas won a basketball game up until last night. That's crazy. But it was a good win. Arkansas beats Missouri 87-43. to I did not misspeak. 87-43. to And let's get this out of the way first. Missouri is awful. And, and I knew they'd be down this year. They had a lot of turnover on that roster, but that was a – that was a Kim Anderson-type team that was out there on the floor last night. Not at all representative of the product that Quanzo Martin typically puts on the floor. But still, you know, this was a Missouri group that, that's proven capable of playing some high-level basketball. They proved it this past weekend. They put 92 points on Alabama and beat them. They didn't do that in Bud Walton. But this game really, to me, it wasn't about Missouri. This was about Arkansas just putting together that full 40 minutes of that that Eric Musselman is three E's, right? Effort, energy, and enthusiasm. They did that while playing clean and efficient on both ends of the floor. It was refreshing to see. I don't think the Hogs could have gotten off to a better start, and I wasn't sure that was going to be the case when I saw the starting lineup. You guys probably felt the same way. It was the sixth different group of starters in as many games, and Mus rolls out. J.D. Note, Audis Tony. Trey Wade, Kamani Johnson, and Jalen Williams. So, you know, on the first, on the surface, I'm kind of looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, you have one high-volume scoring guard and four power forwards in your lineup. What the hell are we doing here? But there's a method to his madness. We know this. And I asked Must right away after the game in the press conference what led him to settling in 
on that group? Like, what, was, what was the thought process behind that? And he said he spent a lot of time sitting at home thinking about what his dad, the legendary Bill Musselman, would do in the same situation. And he came to the conclusion that big and physical is what he was used to growing up, and that's what he deployed against Missouri. You think about that lineup, that's what they put out there. It was a risky move. It was a bold move, especially if you consider, you know, Tony hasn't played much at the two at all, if any. He said Trey Wade hasn't taken a single rep at the three in practice even. But the move paid off. Arkansas jumps out to a 26-3 start to the game. They're locked in and active defensively, sharing the basketball. They were relentless and physical in the lane. And, you know, we've seen some of these fast starts or stretches. I mentioned the spurt ability a minute ago. But they've almost always been followed by one of those lapses where they look like the energy and the basketball IQ has just kind of been zapped away for a period of time. That didn't happen against Missouri. They sustained the effort, kept the foot on the gas pedal throughout the game. It was 49-15 to 15 at halftime. That's absurd. Missouri shot 12% from the field in the first half. They made three shots in the first half. Three! Those are clamps. Where's this team been the whole season? You know, Missouri comes out, they open the second half with a layup. It's a 32-point game. That's as close as they got. They didn't cut into it. They didn't make it look be- the score look better than the game actually was. They just got beat down. No letdown from the Razorbacks. They cruised to a 44-point win. You don't do that very often in SEC play. Everybody got in on the action. Shout out to Chance Moore, the freshman. Had a Euro step finish. Scored his first bucket as a Razorback. It was very impressive. It was much needed. You want to know how you more than double up a team on the scoreboard? All you got to do is look at the box score. You essentially double them up on assists, forced turnovers, points off turnovers, fast break points, points in the paint, bench points, second chance points, offensive rebounds, free throws attempted, you name it. And Arkansas dominated. Held Missouri to under 30% shooting from the field, just 2 of 16 from 3. Missouri's not a good 3-point shooting team, but you will take those results from Arkansas given what they've done guarding the 3 throughout the course of the season, right? Hogs shot an even 50%, only 4 of 19 from 3, so you know still an issue area there, obviously. One game. They need to sustain this, right? It was definitely a step in the right direction. Trey Wade was tremendous. Season high, 17 points. He was all over the stat sheet from boards to assists to steals to blocks. He had a really nice sequence there early. Uh, where he had a huge putback dunk off of a miss. He followed it with a catch-and-shoot three. I thought he was really good on the defensive end for Arkansas as well. And, you know, Trey Wade's not going to give you 17 every night. But he can impact the game consistently in all those other ways. And I think there's something to be said for the presence he brings to the floor. And I've mentioned that before with him. He's a veteran. He's one of those guys with a voice that carries weight. Guys, listen to what he has to say. I think he could be an important leader for this team moving forward. JD scores 19 points. That's not surprising anymore. SEC's leading scorer, you just come to expect that. But I thought he did an excellent job of setting the tone for Arkansas and getting things rolling right out of the gates. He was the only guard on the floor 
in that starting lineup, and he opened things up. He dimed Jalen Williams for an easy basket inside. Next possession, he does the same for Kamani, and then he gets a wide-open uh, kick-out three from the top of the key and buries it, 7 to nothing. boom. I thought that was huge, the way that he set the tone. Speaking of Kamani, that dude is an animal. I love his energy. I, I thought he had earned the start that he got from the way he'd been playing. And he's not going to be out physical by anybody. I thought he did a nice job guarding Kobe Brown, Missouri's leading scorer, who they shut down, by the way. Um, I think he could have pushed for a double-double, but unfortunately he rolled that ankle contesting a three at the end of the first half. Didn't play in the second half. Um, it must have said probably day-to-day last night. I, I had heard from someone that maybe he was doing a little bit better than expected this morning, but you know things big and, and swollen and sore, so we'll see what his status is for Saturday at LSU, Arkansas could sure use him down there. You know, going down the list, Jalen Williams, everybody was wondering about him going into the holiday. Is he hurt? Is he tired? Is he scared to shoot? What's going on? Hey, back-to-back double-doubles for the big man. He's getting more assertive offensively, which really only makes those other areas of his game stand out more. Positive signs. Devo, a guy who has been uneven throughout the course of the year, a guy who was pulled from the starting lineup the last two games, I thought he responded really well, especially against Missouri. He seemed more in in control and in sync, I think, than we've seen. 15 points, pretty efficient. A a couple, you know, forced, maybe not the best shots in the world, but you can live with some of those, especially if you're getting six, uh, six rebounds, four assists, and only turning it over one time. Chris Likes, he barely played for the last two games. He was averaging about 10 minutes per game. He gets a longer look against Missouri, and and his defensive effort, that's why he lost some of his playing time, his defensive effort was better than it has been all year. He was really aggressive contesting shots. He, He met a guy, challenged him at the rim, and came up with a block. That kind of intensity is what you want to see from him. Thought he played pretty well. Stanley Amude, a guy who's been scoring like crazy since SEC play started, it was kind of surprising to see him not in the starting lineup, but part of the reason he wasn't was because he was being challenged too to improve defensively and on the glass. So he only scores five points, but what does he do? Three blocks, gets a steal, gets five boards in about 22 minutes of action. Good production. So these guys are... are taking the criticism in in stride and accepting the challenges, and we're starting to see them play a little bit better, right? We've been waiting to see several guys kind of get it going at once or some guys make improvements in certain areas. (coughs) Excuse me, this Missouri game I think was, was certainly a good sign. Now, it's all about taking that confidence and the momentum that comes with it Carrying it over into practice now and into the weekend because, oh buddy, it's going to be a war in Baton Rouge and now you're going in there without your leader in Coach Muss. Regardless, this is a huge opportunity for Arkansas on Saturday. It's not going to be easy. Arkansas hasn't been particularly good on the road this season and this is not going to be one of those crowds of 2,500 like you saw at Mississippi State. It's a small crowd at A&M. It's going to be a, a, a packed house. It's going to be a crazy environment. And 
listen, everything you thought you knew about an LSU basketball team coming into the season, wrong. Guess again. No more Trendon Watford and Javante Smart, two guys who've been there since the turn of the century, it feels like. Cam Thomas off to the NBA. It kind of felt like LSU was maybe due to take a step back this year. But as much as I dislike Will Wade as a human being, I've got to give the guy a ton of credit for what he's done with this team. It's been pretty remarkable. They're 15-1 and on the year. Number 12 in the country, number 3 in the net rankings. Um, they're playing out of their minds right now. He's hit on essentially every addition he's made to the roster, and, and he's done what I thought was impossible, which is get one of his LSU teams to play defense. And not only do they play it, they play it very well. They might be the best defense in the country. So LSU is allowing 56.5 points per game. That's the fifth best mark in the country. Auburn, and if, if you watched Auburn and Alabama the other night, you know how talented Auburn is. They're the only team that has scored 70 points on LSU this year. Tigers held Kentucky to 60. They held Florida to 58 um, the other night. You look at some of the metrics, the analytics, LSU ranks top 10 nationally in all the following defensive categories, three-point percentage defense, two-point percentage defense, effective field goal percentage defense, turnover percentage, block percentage, steal percentage. Is there anything else? So they can lock you down. Offensively, they've been average. That's all you need when you have an elite defense, I think. But, you know, shooting at 32% from deep, they do have more turnovers than assists. They get after it on the offensive glass, which we know that's, that's kind of a staple of an LSU team. They don't appear to be super deep. They, they, about eight guys that they really rely on. Uh, Darius Days, everybody's going to remember that name, the hog killer himself, Mr. Double-Double, right? Arkansas has been a little bit better with him last year, but he's had a lot of success against the Hogs. He kind of leads the returners. He's averaging 15 and 8, shooting at 35.5% from three. Um, this assignment, I think, has Trey Wade written all over it, I think. Maybe some Kamani Johnson if he's healthy. It's going to be an important matchup for Arkansas to win. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tari Eason, this is a 6'8 transfer from Cincinnati. He's been really, really good for them. Super long, athletic dude. He actually leads them in scoring 15.5 per game. He comes off the bench. Nice player. They went and got Xavier Pinson out of the transfer portal. That's a familiar name, right? 
the former Missouri guard. Arkansas was involved with him out of the portal. He's been a really solid addition for him. We, we know what he's all about. He did not play against Florida, though. A little banged up. I think it's a knee. So we'll see what his status is for the weekend. Questionable. Kamani questionable for Arkansas. I've got a couple of freshmen who've been really good for him. Efton Reed is a seven-footer true freshman. He gets it done around the basket for a young guy. Brandon Murray, another one, 6'5", starts on the wing, long, athletic guy. You know, LSU, it's a, it's a pretty connected group. They've won 12 in a row to start the year. Uh, lost the SEC opener to, to an Auburn team. Like I said, they, they might be one of the best in the country right now. They bounced back from that. They've won three straight, and it hasn't been cupcakes. They beat Kentucky, they beat Tennessee, and then they went and won at Florida last night. So LSU's playing some good ball. Can, can Arkansas go into Baton Rouge and beat them? Yeah, of course. But it's going to take the type of effort and energy they gave last night. That's where it starts. I think the Hogs can guard them. I think I think Arkansas can guard this team. If you get Devo kind of locked back into that, you know, madness on the defensive end that he showed in the NCAA tournament, that'll be important on the road. And then finding the right answer to neutralize Days. You know, it, Kobe Brown for Missouri is kind of like a poor man's Darius Days, and Arkansas did a really good job of frustrating him. Uh, being aggressive with him on the perimeter, kind of forcing him to put it on the deck. They denied him in the post, doubled him at times. I think you'll see some of that from Arkansas against Darius Days. Get creative, mix it up a little bit, um, and try to keep him out of rhythm. I think the next question is, you know, can Arkansas score enough to get the job done against you know, a group that's allowing 56 and a half points per game. LSU, they're going to mix it up with some different full court, three quarter court pressures and traps. I think it's going to be really critical for the guards. We're talking JD, Devo, Chris Likes to take care of the basketball. You have to limit those live ball turnovers. That's top priority in this game. You can't turn it over and, and let it go for layups on the other end. Arkansas kind of flipped the script. They, they'd struggled with that. They flipped the script last night. They had 18 assists to just eight turnovers. That's the kind of performance you need to go get a road win like this. I think the Hogs are going to have to make some perimeter jumpers to soften things up. You, you can't just allow a team as defensively talented as LSU to shrink the floor and, and get away with it. That doesn't mean a bunch of heat checks, just chucking it and letting it fly, right? But, you know, ball movement, off-ball movement, setting quality screens, that type of execution is a must. That's how you crack the shell. You know, it's going to take a, a pretty relentless effort and, and a, an aggressive effort on the offensive glass. Get some of those second-chance buckets. Be aggressive around the rim and get to the free-throw line. That's a key on the road. Arkansas leads the SEC in free-throws attempted. I think they had 26 or 28 last night. Uh, you need to get up to that number. Get some of those freebies. Get them in foul trouble. LSU was in foul trouble last night against Florida. They overcame it, but they were running out of bodies in the front court. You know, having Jalen Williams, Trey Wade, Kamani if he's healthy, Audis Tony kind of matching the physicality and energy in the paint, it's a big deal in this one. I think the last thing that really stands out is important to me, you know, what's a good way to score on a great defensive team? Turn them over. 
and fuel your offense through your own defense and transition. Like I said, LSU will cough it up if you guard them. They're averaging, I think, a little over 14 turnovers per game. If you get them in that 15-plus turnover range and, and get a few layups out of it, you're going to be in the game at the end. Probably going to be a grinder, a slugfest, an ugly game. Do what you got to do on the road. It's an important important matchup. It's a great opportunity. You know, looking ahead a little bit, it, it's interesting, even though Missouri isn't a very good team by any stretch of the imagination, beating somebody the way Arkansas did last night actually gave them a really nice boost to the resume in the analytics. They they jumped up 15 spots, number 82 in the net rankings, climbed 10 spots in Kimpom, 25 on Torvik, 35 on Haslametrics. Shout out to Swish Muscleman, by the way, our, one of our posters on the Razor's Edge for those stats. So, you know, plenty of work left to be done, but, but last night was certainly helpful. A win in Baton Rouge, I think, will have those numbers skyrocketing pretty good. On the flip side, a loss, assuming they don't get their doors blown off, right? it's a competitive loss to a team like that in the road, it's not really going to hurt them that much, to be honest. But listen, Arkansas doesn't have, you know, that signature win just yet. And this is the first of several opportunities to get that. Almost the entire month of February is going to be a quad one opportunity for Arkansas. Okay, so uh, they're coming. But you'd like to notch a couple before then, if you get a chance to, before they really start piling up on you. It's going to be a, a battle of attrition down the stretch. But, I mean, for a little perspective, I, I know it's been tough to kind of remain optimistic, <laughs> you know, with the the big picture, with the way things have been going a, a little bit here as of late. But, you know, not where you want to be in the league standings right now at, at one and three, but still so early. Well, people get worn out by me saying that, but it, it is still so early. If, if you look at the standings right now in the SEC, Auburn and A&M are the only two unbeatens left. And actually nine of the 14 teams in the league already have at least two losses. And Arkansas is at three, so they're, you know, they're kind of one game off pace from being in the conversation for you know the top five in the league. I've been saying it all season I, I, that I thought you know this might be a, an SEC where 13-5 and five wins it this year. I think Auburn might be better than that after getting a really good look at them, but my point is that the SEC is going to beat up on each other this season. So there is plenty of opportunity to get in good position in the pecking order. Um, you know, it's got to be that one game at a time approach, of course. But I think you also break the schedule down into segments a little bit, right? How well can Arkansas position itself really before all hell breaks loose, starting when, when Auburn comes to Bud Walton Arena on February 8th? That starts that run of seven of your last eight games where you're playing, you know, the top four or five teams in the conference, the top 25 teams of ranked programs, uh, with a trip to Missouri being the, the lone exception there. You got Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Alabama, LSU again. So, you know, that'll be a tough stretch. But right now, you know, how well can you position yourself before that comes? So, you know, after this LSU game on Saturday, which is going to be a doozy, you take a look at it, 
it's manageable uh, if Arkansas finds consistency and, and continues to play well. You got South Carolina at home on Tuesday. I mean, is is that not a winnable game in Bud Walton Arena? Come on. A&M at home. I like Arkansas in that rematch. I know they did not like how that went down. It's a game they could have and should have won on the road, but they had that lapse to start the second half, and it, and it got away from them. At Ole Miss, that zone could be tough on the road with an Arkansas team that doesn't shoot it well, but that's a game you can go down there and win. Got a big opportunity then after that. At West, West Virginia comes to Arkansas. West Virginia's been playing well. Bob Huggins, you know that's going to be a tough team, but they come into Bud Walton Arena, and that's really Arkansas's final chance to add something to that non-conference strength of schedule and resume. I know Cincinnati and Kansas State wins are nice wins, but this this is, would probably be a quadrant one opportunity for Arkansas. Another high major program, a team that's probably projected to be an NCAA tournament team, that'll be a big game. Then you're at Georgia who's lost to, to Gardner-Webb by 17. We remember what Arkansas did to Gardner-Webb earlier in the season. Georgia's struggling quite a bit. I actually saw, not to, I don't really want to quote Jeff Goodman too much because I know he's not <laughs> really in the good graces of Arkansas fans, but he sent out a tweet of like six or seven guys that have transferred from Georgia since this last offseason. All of them are killing it at, at the programs they're at now, and they're all in winning programs. One that stands out to me is is Katie Johnson, that freshman guard, is really good player. Uh, he's in Aub- he's at Auburn now, starting, doing a great job. Tumani Kamaro is the the big man for them, uh, really talented player. He transferred to Dayton, he's doing a great job. So Tom Crean is just hemorrhaging players over there, and they're they're struggling this year, no doubt about it. So if you're going to go on you know on the road in the SEC, it's probably the place you would want to go, right? And then the rematch of Mississippi State at home. You know, you didn't have J.D. Note there. Team wasn't playing well. Maybe by then Arkansas's kind of hit its stride. That's not going to be an easy game. I think Mississippi State's a pretty good team, but uh, it, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season, especially an Eric Musselman coach team. They're going to be looking for a little bit of revenge there. And in all those games, <coughs> excuse me, in all those games, Arkansas is currently favored to win, according to Ken Palm. Doesn't mean they will. Hey, and and look, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here. We still need to see the Hogs prove that they can sustain this good play consistently. That that they have turned a corner. Hey, good signs, but I, I think we need to see it over the course of the next two or three games to really start, you know, believing that the turnaround is in progress, right? But you got to be a little bit more optimistic now than you were this time yesterday. I'm just saying there's a lot of ball left to be played, and, and despite the slow start in SEC play, they aren't in a horrible spot, all things considered. There's a little bit of bright side today. <coughs> okay. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter show today. We we are going to get a chance to talk to one of the players, and I'm I'm assuming Key Smart, to kind of preview this this LSU game that's coming up early afternoon, but I do want to get to the chat here and see what you guys have to say. Will Lennox says, what's up, Curtis? What's up, brother? Larry Vineyard says, hashtag must, must go. That's got to be a joke, right? (laughs) Come on. 
Nancy Long says the ball movement slows down so much when likes comes in the game. Um, it certainly has. I mean, he's a he's an offensive creator. He's a you know he's a ball dominant guard. It's kind of what he's been his whole career. Um, he does get dribble happy at times. Absolutely, I I thought it was better last night. Still some work to go. Um, you know, in terms of finding a little bit of balance between hunting his own shot getting some other guys involved and and he could also I think benefit from getting himself some looks by moving away from the ball hard cuts running off of screens I, I think he he has to work too hard to get his shots by doing it off the dribble so much uh, let's see looks like we got some internal conversation there Let's see what Ryan Horn has to say. Ryan Horn says, I know we got some stud players coming in next year, but I don't see any size yet. Are we on some guys that could help our front court? In my opinion, this conference in this conference, you have to have some big guys that can play. Um, well, it's kind of a weird time right now, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, you look at that, that five-man high school class that Arkansas has signed, uh, phenomenal, right? Number two in the country. Uh, but you, you're right, though. You go through and look at it. Darian Ford, 6'4", combo guard. Nick Smith, 6'4", guard. Joseph Pinion, 6'6", wing. Barry Dunning, 6'6", wing. Jordan Walsh, um, athletic, super long. He's in that 6'7", 6'8", range. Uh, but I know what you're saying, right? Where's the big man? Wouldn't this team benefit from having a long, you know, 6'9"-plus athletic rim runner who you could kind of pair platoon a little bit with Jalen Williams and what he brings to the table. I agree. Probably not going to get that in high school ranks. I don't think they're even talking to any big guys at, at this point. They are for 2023 now. Actually, you see a heavy emphasis in 2023 on forwards, big men. But that's not going to help them next year, right? So I, I think those additions are going to have to come via the transfer portal. And, you know, there's some names that are, are floating around in the transfer portal now. Um, you know, Arkansas does have an open scholarship. I think it would really have to be just the perfect fit to do anything with that right now, but we know how it's going to be come March. We all we all remember transfer portal season, right? We'll get the thread up, Arkansas will reach out and, and contact all 2,000 guys that hit the portal, and, and we'll see what they wind up with. But, no, I, I do think that there's going to be an emphasis on adding uh, shooting with length. I think would, would be important. And I do think they're going to, you know, place an emphasis on adding a different dynamic in the front court and somebody that can help in there. But I agree. I think this team could benefit from a little bit more size right now, functional size. And uh, I bet they make a couple additions. You know how it is. The transfer portal, I mean, no matter what the roster looks like right now, Arkansas is going to bring in at least three transfers. Spots are going to open up. A, a guy or two is going to leave. It's just kind of the lay of the land. So I do think that uh, you'll see a guy or two added. MP Rich says, prayers for Musk for a quick recovery. Woo pig suey. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you think about a guy that's as competitive as Eric Musselman is. Um, I can't imagine that was an easy decision for him to make to go ahead and go under the knife, but you could tell it was wearing on him. You know, he's talked about he's ha has a hard time sleeping 
on the road. If you're sleep deprived and you're in pain, it's probably hard to keep your focus and coach a team. Um, so I'm glad you got it taken care of. Sounds like it was a successful operation. I know the first week or two is usually the most difficult time with that. You start to get rid of some of that swelling, pain goes down, and, and then it's all about the rehab process. If I understand correctly, he's kind of a workout warrior, right? So he'll probably be a good patient when it comes to getting his workouts in and his rehab and things like that. Yancey Long says Devo gets dribble happy also when he runs the point. Yeah, he he does. I You know, I think a lot of these guys do. It's just uh, there's a difference in guys running the point and being a true point guard. Right, You can just tell with the way the offense flows, the way they facilitate things. Uh, Arkansas doesn't have a true floor general type guy. they got guys who can initiate the offense. And I think that's what you see sometimes, dribble, dribble, dribble. Let me look around, survey the floor. Maybe I you know, try to get the team into a set. But it's not happening organically just yet. And that, I mean, it happens with a lot of teams. Jeremy Wheeler says, why do you think KK doesn't get more of a chance to run the point? I know he can play. Yeah, you know, I, I get I get asked about KK a lot, and I understand. I mean, this guy's a he's actually ranked higher than Moses Moody coming in as a recruit. I can't remember if it was by 24-7 sports or his composite or what it was, but one of those rankings. So you have high expectations. It's an in-state guy that you love. Played at Oak Hill Academy, one of the best programs in the country. Um, super talent. And you felt like he was going to break out just like those other freshmen did last year before he went down with that injury. We've talked about it. You know, he got behind as he was recovering from that injury over the course of the summer. Had a setback here and there in the preseason. But, you know, I, I think he has gotten some opportunities. He got a couple starts. I know he didn't play that many minutes. He had a couple games where he came off the bench. He played double-digit minutes recently. He didn't do a whole lot with it to, to really grasp on, I think, uh, to a role that's going to overtake some of these other guys. And honestly, the opportunity has been there because you had a game where J.D. Note was out, Mississippi State, right? You had the game where Devo only played nine minutes. He had two games where Chris Likes only played 10 minutes. And those are the guys that he's competing with right now for minutes, and we're still not seeing an uptick. And so what that tells me is that he might just be a little bit behind right now, and I don't know. I know some people talk about things that he might need to work on defensively or get a little bit better about you know, defending without fouling, um, you know, I'd, playing with more confidence offensively. I don't know. But it's kind of a double-edged sword right? Because people get frustrated saying, well, you know, Devo or, or JD or whoever, insert player name, uh, gets to play through mistakes. And KK doesn't. He gets pulled. Now, yeah, I mean, it's true. We see that. But I think you have to believe that those guys, whether it's through practice or, you know, past performance, whatever, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in there in the staff meetings. But you have to think that they've earned a little bit of a, of a longer leash. So I, you know, I think for a guy like KK right now, who's trying to climb up that pecking order and pass some guys, um, he doesn't need to play through mistakes. He needs to not make them. 
right? And, and stand out a little bit and make it to where, man, this dude is providing so much value on the floor right now. We can't take him out of the game. I think that's what's going to get him to the next step. And I hope it happens. And I say this every time because I, I love KK. I think he's a tremendous player, great kid, incredible talent. And I do think when he's confident and locked in that he can help this team on both ends of the floor. I really do. And so I, I hope, you know, in one of these opportunities that he gets here soon, uh, that he can really, you know, have one of those standout performances that warrants him getting more. All right. We're about 40 minutes in. Got a little bit of time here before we have our press conference. I think that's going to wrap us up. It's a much more enjoyable show than the last few have been. <laughs> I, I got to tell you that. I needed this about like Arkansas needed that win. Very interesting to keep an eye on this weekend. Arkansas heads to LSU Saturday. I think that's a 1 p.m. tip. Uh, ESPN 2, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Then Arkansas returns home Tuesday to host South Carolina. I think Keith Smart's probably going to be your coach for that game as well, which means when we come back for the next episode of Hog Hoops Live on Wednesday, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So much going on. Until then, you guys have a great, healthy, happy weekend. Thanks as always for joining in. We'll see you next time.